Good evening, friends. Welcome to the Front Porch. Good to be with you on this uh, rainy and wet evening here in Northwest Ohio. It's uh, good to see uh, many of you joining with me and signing on. And uh, I hope uh, you've been able to enjoy the rain. It's been, uh, been kind of nice. It's been cooling things off. It's been hot and sticky this morning. And, uh, and so we're just kind of enjoying what uh, God is providing to us. You know, as I as we you know continue our kind of discussion from yesterday, where where I touched on this this presence within us that uh, begins to kind of break down our uh, relationship with God, which is that enemy, which is Satan within us. We we have to recognize there are certain uh, aspects, if you will, that uh, reside within us. Uh, Pope Gregory uh, the Great, many many centuries ago. Uh, divided sin into into basically seven categories. He called them pride, anger, envy, impurity, uh, gluttony, slothfulness, and greed. And then, of course, over time and and the years, those eventually became known as the seven deadly sins. And and it's interesting because while Scripture touches on them, they're not really listed uh, perfectly in that order within within the Bible. And and, and, and so we begin to think about these that uh, reside in all of us. And, and one of the first ones that I think is important to touch on is pride itself. Uh, because if you really think about it, when you think about anger, when you think about envy, and gluttony, impurity, slothfulness, greed, all of those really truly contain a level of pride, don't they? And um, it's, it's kind of like that root, that foundation that spreads and and gives life to the other, we'll quote-unquote call them six. Um, it's interesting in the book of Isaiah, uh, in the 14th chapter, I want to read this this verse to you, uh, verse 13, and it really even into verse 14. But 13 says this, You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven, and I will rise, raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of assembly on the heights of Zephon. I will ascend into the tops of the clouds, and I will make myself like the Most High. This is a quote from the king of Babylon, and the prophet is is kind of restating that because he's saying it within a heart. The king may not have professed this out loud, but in truth, the king of Babylon is without a without a question uh, driving to this point. You know, um, it was Babylon's era, and it was their desire to rule the world, specifically the king, if you will, and. While the king, you know, kind of oversaw the world, he was not God, and yet in his heart he he acted as God. On earth, you have said in your heart, "I will ascend to heaven and I'll raise my throne above the stars of God." Think about that. And and how often do we even do that today? How often are we guilty of that very thing that um, we desire to be? like God or greater than God for that matter. Think about the book of Genesis with Adam and Eve. God in, invites Adam and Eve to be like God in the book of Genesis in that third chapter. And the truth is all of us at, at some level at times desire to do that. We, we want to be greater than God. We want to we live our lives as if we are God. And as scripture tells us, pride itself is... Uh, it is that it is that kind of pinnacle, that edge of the cliff, just prior to destruction. If you read Proverbs chapter sixteen, verse eighteen, talks about that. Just prior to destruction, 
pride just goes before that just just literally ahead of that and it goes without saying that that within us and when we look at those those fault lines and we acknowledge pride is is at the heart of all of those pride or all of those fault lines that that we have to then ask ourselves but why 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 is being prideful so destructive well um, because one part of it is that it tells us that we are better than we truly are that that and and, and i want to clarify this that we don't need to repent when we fail we don't need to mend our ways um, that pride or or in the case of this the self-righteous one it's giving thanks that i'm better than everyone else that, that i have no faults i've done no wrong um the gospel of luke in the 18th chapter there's a parable that jesus presents and and one man gives thanks to god for not being like anyone else and another says in that same parable god forgive me for i am a sinner and this prayer for these two men that jesus describes one who is he's not being thankful that that he's unique but he's being thankful that that nobody else is equal to him everyone is below him and the other is is i'm at the lowest point i'm the slave this is why jesus comes as a slave he is the the lowest rung on the totem pole if you will because he realizes that that pride itself when it begins to raise us above others it begins to cut us off and so those faults of ours we almost uh we, we not just ignore but but we to a point say they're not really there they're not really true we become arrogant uh, we become uh, we think of ourselves as, as the only savior in the in the in the book right in the bunch of life and 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 you know when you think about all the prejudice that exists around the world um pride pride is without a doubt at the heart of that whether it's whether it's racism whether it's economic divide whether it's social injustice um <laughs> pride is pride is right at the heart now i gotta i gotta tell you friends i'm sitting here as, I, as we do this and and across the way our neighbor's little girl uh, must have got loose and <laughs> i had to chase her in the in the rain how cute um but as we think about pride and we think about prejudices, racism, economic divides, social divides, all of these things, injustices in the world, there seems to be pride in the mix of it all, root of it all. And, and, and if you think about how God created the world, God created humanity not with race or social divide or economic divide i mean god didn't say that this group is greater than the other um, even when god said this is my chosen people he would eventually show how how even those outside of israel are part of the chosen flock reminds us of that god uh, comes into this world with the blood of jesus to purchase us all as his his beloved children to save all of his sheep not just one side or another but all of his sheep those that believe they are part of his people 
But pride itself not just uh, connects us to those faults in our lives, those sins, but it also uh, separates us from others. It, it really, truly builds walls up. And we have to work through, and it's breaking them down, you know? And, and hey, we all gonna have these moments where, and maybe it's not pride we think of, but it's there where we begin to live into, uh, well, my way is the only way. My way is the right way. And, and so this elevates us above others instead of keeping us as humble servants to Christ. Second Chronicles says this in the 26th chapter, verse 16, after Uzzah became powerful, his pride led to his downfall because he was unfaithful to the Lord, his God. Think about that. Do you ever become unfaithful to God? Do you ever uh, become uh, fallen away from God because of your pride and self-own desires? Or do you lean into God more and more? And, I, and, and it's easy to do. It's easy to say, well, I did all this on my own and, and not praise God for his work in it. Not say, this is, this is truly possible because of what God has done and is doing and will do in our kingdom. Because we don't think we need God anymore. We, we claim glory for ourselves, as I read once about pride. That, that it's no longer about God, but about our ability to be God. Hmm. And, and, and look, pride is not an obvious thing, too. Pride is a very deceitful, very uh, hidden trait in our lives. Think about it this way, too. Uh, pride could be simply looking down at another group saying, I'm better than them. I don't have the same problems as them. Um, exalting our own self because because we, we're less concerned about the, the the expanse of others. In other words, we don't care how they're doing. We just know that we're not as bad off. First Peter says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Are you humble? Are you living your life uh, in, a, in a manner of speaking that is focused on your humility and the fact that nothing is possible without God? Because it only is possible with God. Uh, one thing I want to touch on about this subject is, though, that pride is not always a bad thing. It can be good, right? We can take pride in our work. We can take pride in the, the efforts we do uh, at our house. Uh, my wife, with her flowers, she takes pride in them. Uh, it's not that she's prideful. She's just as joyful. And I think there's a distinct difference and there's a balance there that we have to hold on to. And we have to give credit to God for his masterpiece, right? We have to give thanks to God that, that you know, we're able to worship him. I, I think about our vacation Bible school that's going on in our community this week. It's 66 students today, young children from preschool all the way up to sixth grade and, and we had more helping i think 110 in total we're hearing a gospel message all day long today about david and goliath that that it's not about how big or how powerful you are but it's about how entrusting into god you are and see that's that's what the scriptures tell us romans chapter 12 verse 3 do not think of yourself more highly than you should Ought is the word says because that word ought that word should is is about acknowledging that we ourselves 
at times can be and do get wrapped up in that that space and we must therefore think with ourselves of sober judgment or humility humbleness and if we don't do that then then i think uh, we're very very close from losing ourselves but there is hope i want you to hear that tonight there is hope if you're feeling that you you one of your guilty we'll call it pleasures we'll call it sins is pridefulness i think the first is to admit that it's there acknowledge it and confess it to god and then ask humbly for his forgiveness not demand it not require it but just humbly go to god and say will you forgive me lord humble yourselves before god under god's mighty hand first peter says because if we can do that then we begin to learn to walk in that presence, the presence of Christ, every day of our lives. Because if pride is at the source, then Christ cannot be. Because as we know, as Christ lived in this life, he was a humble servant of God. Unto death he was. Because it was not about his plan or his doing, but about God and God alone. And if we allow pride out of our lives, we begin to, well, quite honestly, we begin to look at everything as coming from God, a gift from Him. That's where we're called. That's how we're called, friends. So my question today, my challenge to you is, where are you being prideful? And where are you being humble? And which is greater, pride or humility for you? And if one is greater, pride, for example, then let's decrease that and increase humility. And if humility is, is strong in your life, then ask yourself this, how may I share that humility with others? But yet, don't forget, there is still pride in your life. Pride that, if not kept in check, will consume will tear away the very fabric, the strength that God has given you. And there's a lot more on this subject, but, but look at your life and ask yourselves, am I truly giving all to God? Am I giving him the glory? Or am I wanting some of it for myself? And for some of us, that's a very true statement. And at times it's true for all of us, but some more than others. And so wrestle with that this week. Wrestle with that, that inward enemy, and ask yourself, is it the pride within me, or is it something better? Let's offer a prayer for that, what do you say? The Lord be with you. Oh, loving Father, I thank you, Lord, for the gift of your son Jesus, for the grace and humility that he demonstrated for us on this day, and every day, and every moment in our lives. We, Lord, your humble servants, acknowledge our faults in that word, humble, servant. For, Lord, we serve you, but at times we serve you for our own benefit, our own greed, our own desire to be greater than we are, pride within us. Help us, Lord, to set that free. Help us and encourage us to come before you in the throne of Jesus Christ and acknowledge that we are broken and prideful people and that one day we will 
shine above it. Yet until that moment occurs, I say you bless and keep each of us, holding us in your mighty hands. Until that day, when your son returns to earth, may we celebrate all that he did and all that he will do. All of this, Lord, I give thanks and praise to you in the beautiful name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So ask yourselves, wrestle with that very question of where is pride in your life? Because it's there, I promise you. Because Satan put it there. But do you live with the pride that it's all your way or no way? Is it the subtle pride of just looking at how things are going and saying it's not the way I hoped it would and become frustrated? Or maybe you're not being humble enough in your journey. But whatever it might be, embracing that, hold on to that, and, and allow God and Jesus Christ himself to squash that pride, to decrease it so that he may increase, to let go so you may hold on and you're safe. Brothers and sisters, I hope and pray that you have a very blessed rest of the evening. That as you go forth, you give thanks to God for all the provisions, all the graces he's given. And know that he will continue to pour in to each of you. Until we gather again tomorrow, may God bless and keep each of you safe. And may you see the face of Christ wherever you go. Good night from the front porch, and I'll see each of you right here tomorrow. Thank you.